Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Check up right on that mic. It's like it's a, you know, like it's a dick at a key party. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Ew. Uh... Hi, Kathleen. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. Oh, yes. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I just... That's kind of spaced out there. I did. Like I kind of spaced out there for a moment. <laughs> nice. How are you, Philip? I'm good. <laughs> um, this is Old Hollywood Realness, the podcast that celebrates That's all right. the <laughs> glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> and to all the people who make it happen. Um, yeah, we're actually coming to you live from Hollywood yeah, of all right. places. Yeah. We did a little impromptu trip down here. Yeah. So, you know, just just an excuse to get together and say, what's up? It's been a fantastic day. I think that's why I spaced out for a moment. I was just like, <laughs> I'm I'm just so happy right now. So Aww. I just was taking a moment. Yeah. A really inappropriate time. So. <laughs> like, oh, wait, we're just supposed to be talking right now. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> yes. It's been an amazing day. Um, it was just awesome. It was it was our our. Our all about LA day. So yeah. we yeah. got to go down to the um, FIDM mm-hmm. museum, which they're uh, showing the Oscars and not Oscar nominated costumes yeah. from, and some other com- costumes from movies from this year, which were really, really cool. Yep. Um, if you get the opportunity to go, um, it, yep. you should. It, 28th annual um, exhibit. Oh, wow. It's on until March 21st. And yep. as always, it is free to the public. That's right. And it is fantastic. You can actually take pictures there as long as you don't use a flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not take any bad pictures in there yeah. it, it, it is fantastic so please uh, go if you can and then um, share those pictures out to all your friends oh hell yeah so um, um and there was we also got to witness some kind of star wars meetup day that was um there were stormtroopers and uh people dressed up as jedis and teaching classes to small children on how to use lightsabers um <laughs> it it was it was magic. It was, it magic. was magic. Oh, and I also took the train into Union Station, which is like another magical place. Just mm-hmm. walking through there, it's it's iconic. And then, um, you know, taking the metro. So, like, I highly recommend um, use the public transportation around here. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was a really great day in LA, and we went to the fashion district. Oh, we did go to the fashion district. We looked at all of the fashion. <gasps> we fabrics. were on our best behavior, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, I only spent twenty dollars. I managed to get away <laughs> with spending. Like twenty less than twenty bucks. Yeah, I was surprised. Yes, but and I got some five yards later. Five so. yards. I got some fat. I got some fabric that was on sale that was perfect. I was like, hell yeah! I'm like, Halloween's a starting, girls. Exquisite pistachio fabric, I like know, kind so. of satiny. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a cotton poly blend. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It was really nice mm-hmm. and actually really good quality. Yeah. Total purchase eleven fifty. There you go. That's how we do. It's called bride it on. Great. I'm a bride on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know who hey, I'm marrying yet. But. Every bride is on a budget, <laughs> yeah. so it's all good. Exactly. Well, it's so wonderful to have you here in person. <laughs> this is the best. We've been watching here. Golden Girls just leading up to this episode, yeah, which is that's fun. Right. And we're going to go out. We're actually going out to dinner tonight to a historic um, LA haunt, mm-hmm. the Formosa Cafe, which is right <laughs> down the street. Uh, and if you haven't heard of it, please Google this place. It looks yes. amazing, and I cannot wait to go. I'm peeing my panties right now just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm here like, we go. This is an Airbnb, you know? <laughs> I know. You're, well, it, that's why. They, you are an outdoor furniture it's indoors. So. Basically. <laughs> I like that. It's an Airbnb. I'll shit and I'll shit. I'll, t- I'll upper deck that toilet. I don't care. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here yeah. in Hollywood Realness. Yeah. Keep I it t- real in Hollywood. I, t- I take care upper of decks. I take care of business. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking care about your Airbnb. <laughs> It's just, um, you know, people who have to like poop it out to like <laughs> make a point. Yes. There's just something next level about that kind of statement yeah. about something. Yeah. Like, you know it's, what? I'm going to take a shit in your shoe. You're like, okay, but can, can you just set shit on fire? It's way really cool if you just set shit on yeah, fire. Like, why do you have to poop in it? That's how why I, I got to take it there? Because I learned to communicate through feces. <laughs> Wow, we are really off the rails right now. We're, <laughs> We're here to talk about Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we took a sharp left turn. Okay, uh, you know, end. it's all this sunshine and fresh poke that we just had, yes, and I think it's just making a us punchy. punchy. Um, which I can't. I mean, I it's. So anyway, so we're actually here to talk about movie, um, mm-hmm. a film, if you will, um, some, you know, something from the great cinema, um, yes. which is awesome. So uh, we're here to talk about The Bells Are Ringing from 1960. Um, this is a Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, and it is um, starring Judy Holliday. Yes, Judy Holliday. Yeah. We can talk about how our feelings about her later and a little bit later. Um, and then we also have uh, she plays Ella Peterson. Dean Martin plays Jeffrey Moss. Fred Clark from who's had a very storied career plays Larry mm-hmm. Hastings. Uh, Edward Eddie Foy Jr. plays J. Otto Prance. Gene Stapleton of All in the Family fame <laughs> plays Sue. Um, you got Ruth Story is Gwyn. Da, Dort Clark um, plays Inspector Barnes. Uh, Frank Gorsh plays Blake Barton, uh, Ralph Roberts plays Francis, uh, Valerie Allen plays Olga, and Bernard West plays Dr. Joel Kitchell. So, Kathleen, with that being said, oh, almost forgot, which is the whole point why we're here. Um, the <laughs> costumes for this film were designed by Walter Plunkett. That's right. And it was directed by um, Mr. Vincent Minnelli. Um, uh, maybe you heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's our go-to joke now. <laughs> um, so, Kathleen, what is your um, history with this film? Well, this is this is actually my first time seeing this movie. Um, that being said, I'm, a, I'm from a Judy Holiday Strong family. So, like, mm-hmm. I was born yesterday was something that we watched regularly, and I knew a lot about her growing up. And my mom and both my mom and um, my sister Monica love this movie my mom loved um, she was telling me the other day she um, had the uh, record of the original Broadway um, soundtrack I guess on a record as a kid and so she listened to it she like just started humming bells are ringing to me like she knows those those songs and is this is very much a like a special movie for her it's a really special movie for them so I'm so glad I got to finally see it and now I see why it's so special because God damn it. It's so, it's so good. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. It's so good. It is so good. You guys. Oh my God. And she's amazing. She's amazing. And, um, the costumes were really great. I wanted all of her dresses. I mean, how could you not? (laughs) They were so good. And, um, yeah, but that's, this is my first time and I'm, 
I'm so glad it's in the library because I will be watching it again. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what about you? Um, I have never actually even heard oh, of this movie. So, so it was like a nice little, pre- a nice little gift for this. So actually this movie, um, we did a poll, uh, la- last year about what movies we should start doing. And mm-hmm. actually this one came up. Uh, we had Shannon Benecki, Benecki, I'm probably butchering that last name. Um, uh, requested this film and also we recently had um our friend our stalwart fan uh kitty cobain over on instagram also uh, mentioned that she was watching it too and i was like we should do that as the next movie because it's been on the list so um not familiar with um that this month as much but um we're you know watching born yesterday for the podcast was an amazing treat and just Mm -hmm. getting to learn to love judy holiday and i think this is another extension of her career and like her amazingness of being that she's such a great actress and I and it's so interesting. <laughs> and I was do I was just like when I was watching it too because it is a musical. And I was surprised like when she started singing. I was just like, oh, I wonder if she's dubbed. And then I because mm-hmm. I didn't even think to like I Google it beforehand. But she, so she originated the role on Broadway. Yep. So this is based on a Broadway musical, mm-hmm. and um, she originated the role of Ella Peterson. So she's a she's a hoofer and a singer on stage. So yep. she's not so she's not dubbed, which is great that they yeah. allowed her to do that. But I was kind of shocked because I just always knew her for as you know always thought of her as just from born yesterday as an actress like a theater actress so and it's nice that they they she was able to do this film as well yeah yeah me too and i learned i learned that too and that was kind of what my mom was telling me and it it made me think a lot about like julie andrews Mm -hmm. because and i thought gosh if you know and if you were a girl probably growing up in the 50s and 60s like you would have had records from them like these music like broadway musical numbers like this would have been a big deal you know and and almost I don't know if it would be pop music, but I feel like there was definitely more of a connection to Broadway as far as songs and right. stuff. And like, and you know, again, who, you know, what girl doesn't love, you know, she's, the, she's the pretty lady singing, right? Yeah. Like, and so you and probably the songs and her songs sound really cute. I could see being like a young girl and like listening to this on a record. Right. Cause yeah. it's so sing songy. It's very sing songy, like musical and kind of almost She's kind of got like a Disney quality to a her. Bit, yeah. you know? I mean, her. I mean, she's so freaking she's cute. She's so precious. I she looks like a Mary her. Blair. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, she's so pretty. She is so pretty. I don't And she just acts circles around some of those people. It's just, yeah. it's so, she's so good. I mean, and, I just, I thinking oh about her and even back to when she was in Born Yesterday and I didn't realize she was even in Adam's Rib too. So mm-hmm. like just that she's not that she's a little bit, she's more voluptuous than most women of that mm-hmm. era too. Like the, all of like looking at her in the scene like that she had when at the party scene and yes. all the women are like model waif skinny for even for the 50s. Yes, even for they all have those like really super flat like mm-hmm. Jacqueline Bouvier backsides. But, yeah, and they're all <laughs> flat, flat white lady butts. Meanwhile, you look at her, she has like the most modern figure in the whole right room, but know? she also has like she's almost like a slightly larger version of um, Marilyn maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more kind of um, on the side of Jane Mansfield kind of curvy yeah. but like she just had so much personality and so, so much, much energy and it's just like yeah. she was you could not watch her she was just so fantastic and, and like watch. a really cute very expressive face mm-hmm. you know and then um she's just got like the big brown eyes and yeah. um really like funny like she's yeah. she, and her her timing and everything is very um very good like um i was i was telling beforehand um i listened to another recommendation for this is the um uh, you must remember this did an, an episode on judy holiday mm-hmm. and it was actually when they did their blacklist series oh right and so they talked about how her involvement and kind of what happened to her through like the red scare and holly Hollywood, but also talked a lot about her career 
and um, working on this movie. And it was like, it was actually kind of hard to hear because it was heartbreaking to hear that like she actually had a hard time filming this movie. You would never know it because oh, right. I, I love this movie. And Karina kind of said the same thing. She's, you know, she, it was one of those few episodes where she kind of went personal, like talked hmm. about, had more of a personal reflection on. But I think like a lot of people I think was like I she personally loved Judy Holiday and personally loved Bells Are Ringing and so to find out that it was um it was just done at a really hard time of her life and it was difficult to get through I mean you would never know it right um and like that she's like it like broke her heart and I'm like I get it right you know I really get that because you know I'm like well madam your work was not in vain because even if you had a hard time I think that man like it's such a magical movie it's yeah. so she did such a good job but um but yeah like she did go through the studio system they were constantly on her about her weight mm-hmm. um she told um a really interesting funny yet tragic story about how um well, she had to. They they put her on this big crash diet to lose weight to get in for Born Yesterday, oh, well, and then they sense. and then Jean Louis put her in all these gowns that were very boned and cinched and like pinched her at the waist, and you you know wearing that for hours and hours. I mean, I remember even reading stories of like Christina Hendricks working, you know, because they would do these shoots with Mad Men, and she's like fully suited up mm-hmm. in all the underwear for like eighteen hours, and she'd have like bruises from the from like the garter belts and stuff because things dig any girl was wearing like a bra for like they dig into us for a long amount of time so she would be like physically uncomfortable all the time um it just it it was difficult but then um there was just always that like like okay that's great but can we get you to lose more weight and so she was constantly having to diet or just not just not enjoy life right you know um but yeah, there was this interesting story about how um, she was doing a photo shoot. I don't know if it was for Born Yesterday, it was for something else. And she also had this problem with like, she just didn't, she she couldn't like look sexy. Mm-hmm. It just was not something that came natural to yeah. her. And they wanted her to look, you know, get this sort of look and look sexy. And she just wasn't doing it. And of course, mind you, she's hungry. She's starving. Right. So she was like, tell me what you would you had to eat. So he starts describing. So the photographer started, he's like, oh, I had the steak the other day. And she's like, and she just, her mouth starts watering, her eyes start watering. He's like, we got it. And starts clicking away. And like that made her look, she's just, yeah. And I mean, that's hilarious. And like sad. she, like the, mm-hmm. in order to like feign desire. She's like, bitch, she I'm too to... hungry to be sexy. Talk, tell me what you <laughs> ate. Tell me, cause she can't have it. So right. it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one with a, with a sick yeah. sense of humor. And I yeah. love that. Like you could tell she's got a little bit of a, um, a dark streak. <laughs> dark yeah but she's you know but she goes way back to you know knowing the friends who mm-hmm. um was it uh betty condon and oh yeah and, you know, condon the, the guys, yeah. yeah the guys who like they went way back when she was performing with them and yeah and in the episode um highly recommend you guys i think it was done maybe 2016 but yeah i if remember you just that series Google judy holiday you know for that or even in like your itunes you know search it comes up but uh yeah and um just talks about her storied history and with theater and doing mm-hmm. all that. And she really, she actually compares her to um, like a Reese Witherspoon, but with like more curvy and, but, huh. but sort of in that vein of like actress right. and sort of, and I get it. I get what you're saying, you know, and I can sort of see the resemblance as far as like, you know, doing the kind of the rom-coms and that kind of stuff and being kind of comedic. Although now she's kind of skewed a little differently, but I get it, you know? And yeah, um, but yeah, it was a good episode. Highly recommend it. It's good in part with this. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think 
that's about it I have on that. So no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to re, I need to revisit that. Um, it was a good episode. episode. I should yeah um, yeah I should get in the habit of um, revisiting those episodes. Well, um, I because... you know I remember she did an episode uh-huh. on her, and I assumed it was part of her like dead blonde series, mm. but it wasn't. It was from right. the whole thing that she did on the Red Scare and. Um, I, I particularly like the episode cause some of them are a bit more formal than others. And this one, she kind of, you know, I feel like she, she kind of took a moment to talk about how, how much, you know, she personally liked that actress in that movie. So, oh, right. so yeah. I thought that was really good, but also just those stories and stuff are really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny cause, uh, um, yeah, this, well, it's not funny actually, but this is her, this was Judy Holiday's last film mm-hmm. that she did, um, because she did die pretty shortly after she it, died right? in 1965. Okay. Yeah. So, so she was only 43. Uh, um, yeah. and I think what had happened was she had, according to the, the episode I had listened to, she, she was having a problem singing and they, they took a tumor off of her throat. Then found out she had breast cancer. Oh, right. She beat, she had a mastectomy beat that. Then it came back. Right. Pretty and for shortly yeah. After, and yeah. so, and she, she passed in 1965. So it's like, she doesn't have this huge, and she also talked about she doesn't have this big career. What she has, she did do, was so amazing. Right. Yeah. And um, and we lost her too soon. Yeah. I mean, she had so much more potential. I think to yeah. do more. And I think she was um, a, she was a theater. She was more of a theater actress. She was, than she was and brought like um that Hollywood because or movies in which some of those movies, some of those movie uh plays and musicals never got transferred over to mm-hmm. movies some not every single one did i mean so it's she was probably a bigger deal in new york and those sort of things and yeah. she won a tony for this role yep. originally yeah and the, for originating this role and then she won her oscar for born yesterday which yeah. i mean it's like so she and it was that crazy yeah. year of the oscar where we yeah. she was up against like betty davis and, and Gloria uh, Swanson. yeah it's, yeah whew, yeah oof, yeah oof. <laughs> yeah but I mean, that's the thing is that's what I'm saying. It's, so, I mean, it was, she, it was she quality was over quantity. I'll just put it that very, way. Yeah. yeah. So she was putting out the hits. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, and I think that's also another tragic thing too, is like bells are ringing was a flop. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and it was this one, two punch of like, okay, she had made this during this difficult time and gave it her all. And then it was a flop. And it just, it, it's really sad that, you know, all that kind of happened and it was a flop because her, we yeah. can watch it now. And we're yeah. just like, this movie is Fantastic. amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine how wonderful the Broadway movie. hit would have been. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's a super duper charming movie, which oh, is really so good. So, the sets are just, uh, and it's, it's got that Manelli quality right. of refine. Like he, just like he did Gigi with like painting this, you know, vision of Paris in 1900 I do he did feel the same though I do feel that it's not I don't feel like he did as much with this movie that he did with other movies like no, I feel no, like, but he, like the house like this, oh, yeah. th- that level of quality that just those little like mm-hmm. the details of like the level of quality in the sets yeah. and stuff there was I thought definitely were some really stuff there was there, there was definitely some touches that were really nice was but I do feel but, like he yeah. kind of phoned a little bit in on this one which was a bummer because well, wasn't this his uh, last yeah. one too or uh, it was his last one that he did collab, with MGM right because he did because okay. this is 60 so he would have done yeah. he would have done on a clear day you can see forever in 69 so like and that movie's amazing. I think that he's just more of a, he's more of a theatrical, historical drama queen. Yeah. He just loved making these movies where he could go to a time period. And with this being taking place in, you know, in 
my, you know, in the contemporary time, I don't think yeah. that he really want, did. I don't know if this was something that he just really wanted to jam. do. It wasn't his jam. And honestly, I feel like they've read some, you know, some reviews and stuff where people felt that he wasn't that interested in working with Judy Holiday as a as an actress. I feel mm-hmm. like he kind of has those things where he likes kind of like, you know, he had Judy and he had Leslie Caron right. and he had Barbara Streisand and he could like he kind of like worshipped them as women. And I don't think that he connected that the reviewers I was reading said that they, you know, in hindsight that they feel like he didn't really connect with Judy Holiday and kind of did her dirty a little bit with this where he didn't kind of do with her what he did with these other women like he kind of could have taken her there but also too I mean I think it's one of those things where it's uh uh, he suffered from the fact that maybe the material wasn't important enough for him like he didn't feel like as connected with the material because it is you know it's a it's a smaller movie it's a Mm -hmm. smaller story it's a smaller you know it's smaller time period you know it's contemporary it's like he's clearly a man from a different era he's one of those like you know he wants to work with like Cecil Beaton and he wants to work in opulence darling like and that sort of thing and this one doesn't have that scope mm-hmm. which is which is what would be hard for someone who's used to working in scope like that yeah. so yeah well and probably in her it's in the case with her because the whole thing of her coming coming already from Broadway mm-hmm. he he couldn't ha- didn't have that control he couldn't mold her he couldn't oh, do all that and make true. her into that yeah. like it's like no this is right that's this is what kind you got. of it's like yeah, source material this is why I'm here Fair, yeah. yeah so that's true because you like, know I think about that yeah. it just probably would have added another layer to the shittiness that like yeah, it makes me sad thing. because I'm just like well you don't seem phoned in you are wonderful mm-hmm. and like I think her, some of her scenes that she has with certain actors are just delightful. The dude who plays the Riddler, his name escapes me. Oh my God, yes. Oh um, my God, his Brando. Uh, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Gorshin. Frank he... Gorshin and her together. Oh there, they are just acting rings around each other. I it know. is. I so just want. Good. I wanted to see a spinoff of them together. Like his... they're his level of that. He's he's just on it, and she's on it. And they're just delivering high, and it's like. Yeah. You know, so Frank wow-y. Gorshin. Frank Gorshin was. Uh, he was a. Uh, he was like a rich little. He was apparently known for being a um, impression. And yeah. stuff. So that's why they hired him to be this like Brando character because that was like the joke that he was like he's everyone so who was funny. acting in like the late 60s, the early 60s. He's just, was, he's like, doing and the his shirt. mannerisms oh were, he looked nothing like Brando, it's but he so acted good. just like Brando, yeah. which I guess, which I think was funny because they were basically saying why putting him in this movie that Brando was a cliche at that point. Oh my God, which I, I love know. That. It's, it's so modern. Like, it's just yeah. such a great thing that they did. That's where like I feel like like both of them really just to me feel like they're there's something modern about mm-hmm. them like i they they really stand out where like dean martin feels like he's from another time and he right. was all he's right he's that you know? madman era kind yeah, of thing yeah. but i also and he love... wasn't the original dude my mom was like that's not the original oh no of course not way, yeah so. not, no of course not like, because they're like not gonna have to like judy holiday who's like not the most biggest celebrity at the time and then also like someone who's right. from broadway carry a movie unless they were like some big name deal even though she's like oscar award-winning i know actress of less than 10 years but like around 10 years of yeah. time when this um, it's like how quickly they forget and I, I just also loved when she was dressed as the beatnik girl he, she uh, basically dude. stole that she just asked the asked Done. the guy who was like the I, landlord like the, the super being I love like, because no woman would own clothes uh, like that yeah. at the time she literally had to get them from another guy and, and it's, it's all in the moment like the, I love like it fisherman, like the fisherman's cap She's and so like the that sweatshirt and she's just like so funny she's like imitating him <laughs> it's oh so god good. it's so good cuckoo I love actually that scene was so funny because everyone was so perfectly beatnik. Like they were all just like, he's like, can I get another cuppa? 
I don't know what the word is. Oh, I like, forgot the so word coffee. It was so just, funny. It was so shady to all of that. I love it. It was so great. You could just oh, tell it was like, fuck you, beatniks. <laughs> it was like, you dirty hippies. <laughs> I need a cafe for losers. Yeah. So good. Oh, oh my man. God. It was great. And just all the extras. Oh, everybody God. Everybody looks, everybody's so real. I mean, don't get me started about that party scene. People. That party scene. I love how it's even advertised in the beginning gowns. If, I'm sorry. If, if you look at the, like the trailer, uh-huh. did you ever watch the trailer? It yeah. says, we glamour and gowns. And I was like, oh, Philip. <laughs> and gowns. Because there's a shot and all the ladies do like a shot together. Nice. Did you, did you see the trailer? I don't think I watched the trailer. Dude, it's got the whole, Susa, you oh, know, the, yeah. oh, it's, the, it's so, Susa. Um, Susanna phone or Susanna Suzanne Sir, phone. Suzanne Sir phone. Yeah, sorry, we can't even. That's, I was even when they first said it. I'm like, what are you what saying? Is but that beginning intro with oh all my the God, girls so being really good. stupid, they're like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> so funny. It's like, has this ever happened to you? My favorite part was the last it. one where he's like, he called and he wants to he wants to marry you. And I'm like, really? That's the message he left? He's like, can you go ahead and just ask her to marry me for me? Oh, I'm a little... this would be so shady. I love yeah. it. It almost reminds me of like something that like out of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's probably it was pure where Simpsons. Yeah. so it's like you know, and that's the thing about I think um, even I think Katrina even mentioned this too. Judy Holiday is like a screwball comedy, yeah, she kind of is person. like a, com- a and comic that was person. from like the '30s, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, kind of we were talking about with Manelli and all that. Like you can really see maybe this movie is kind of sort of one of those. The, the beginning of like the, the death knell of like MGM and the musicals and like the dawn of the sixties. Cause even like the sing songy way that the, the musical works, you know, yeah. like it, it, it's very like it's people's inner monologues and they're like kind of like doing the whole like, like sort of talk singing in the yeah. moment. And um, even when they do have like group shots and people like spun it, it's almost like, um, what do they call it? Where uh, flash mob? Oh, it's almost yeah. like flash mob style, which again feels very like it's not the traditional MGM, and it's not, I guess it's not like a traditional kind of story yeah. like that. But uh, but yeah, I can see that, and I can. But it's just sad because I feel like she was treated like crap, and she's so cool. I oh, know. and also, can we talk about Jean Stapleton? <gasps> now uh, we know why she did all in the family, you yeah. guys. Remember, she's she's uh, Archie's wife and all yes. in the family. I mean, she's Edith. A, I mean, pure character actress. She's like, so, same, yeah. act, same character, actually. Her really. and then the gal who plays Judy Holiday's cousin. I oh, just right. love um, them all. Like, Gwen. They, Gwen they live in a house character. together and they run and they run the whole little, like, I couldn't r- get, operation. I couldn't get, get Meg Hazard's tales if, they, if, she, if she actually, if they all live together or if, like, why would. But she, at one point, I, Judy, um, Ella, like, Judy Holiday's character is sleeping on the couch. On the and couch. I'm like, does she live there? I think she was <laughs> like, just in stalker she mode. She was just crashing. Yeah, <laughs> but I got the impression. Well, because at one point she packs up her bags. You still yeah, walk and out. I'm like, I guess she does. I just live. figured she was on the couch, like she lives Crashing, there, but she was, yeah. she was like maybe not in her room because she maybe, was waiting yeah. to like get up for Work. for <laughs> psycho time. <So> she could, <laughs> Hi, I'm slightly Hi, obsessed. Hi, good morning. With you. What you wearing? Yeah. You know? She's like, Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hi, good morning. It's your mom. <laughs> yeah. Not creepy at all. No, not creepy at all. That was the creepiest part that he was <laughs> oh, like, he calls her mom, and I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is gonna get creepy super fast. <laughs> but it was really cool. I love how she was able to like interweave and meet people up and like the yeah, matchmaking and then the like best. the doctor the dentist who was like try- he was hilarious <laughs> he i was loved so his character crazy. and i loved the whole like <laughs> when they did the midas touch which <laughs> i was like philip are, oh are we doing this for your 40th birthday <laughs> the midas that, touch that was like 
the best worst <laughs> ex ever. It's so crazy. And it was, you know, honestly, when I saw that, it, it reminded me so much of Jubilee. It uh -huh. really like the the level, the quality, the costumes, but I, and even like yeah, the the dancing <laughs> oh was so God. the floor show dancing was and so then funny. And at some point when oh they're doing God. that whole that whole scene where they're talking and all the girls are just they look the most bored looks on their faces <laughs> and they're just gy like slowly gyrating and moving their arms and legs around them. these dudes that are completely oh my God them. Steal, they're stealing the scenes stealing <laughs> rolling their eyes like they're just so just bored putting their and legs like, on the table like it's just oh my God I loved it it, it was, was like. So Good. Kind of the perfect burlesque act you could ever see. It was just... hilarious. Yeah, they're drawing on their faces. <laughs> they're just acting like going through like, did they do that in one take? That was hilarious. It was, it was really a great bit. <laughs> Those dancers were the best. They're just oh, like, whatever. Like, yet another day, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so good oh my god but those costumes were so rad and then that dude who's like playing like he's like the beggar in the beginning and then they strip off his rags and he's wearing like oh a god. gold tuxedo underneath it so i loved it good. that was oh. so <laughs> because you're also watching it sort of at half shot like it's yeah. in the background so they're like because yeah about it, but then it's in the foreground and so you're like you know, it's it essentially like the leads disappear, and then you're just watching. You're like, wait, what the fuck are they yeah, doing? Yeah, you gotta pay attention to that. You're just like, what's happening? <laughs> and then the doctor, the, I'm sorry, the dentist is just like living for He's every so moment. He's like crazy. singing along, and oh my god, it was so funny. It was so good. Oh my god. Why did I not watch this movie sooner in my life? <laughs> it's so funny. I'm so glad it's in my permanent library because it was really funny. <laughs> I was like watching it last night, even on my phone. I'm like, damn, this movie is funny. Yes. God, there's um, and then that party scene too, the big, the big giant party scene for oh the, the producer's house, and these women are wearing these gowns, like these amazing, so amazing, uh, like 1960, which for uh, feels so like it's like Camelot, like Camelot, so beautiful, like White House coronation so, gowns. Uh, yes, you know, that's the best. Way. Basically, and they're all one like, like tailored one shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, eating disorders as far as the eye can yes. see. I'm sure they're all doing that like 1960s, like bent forward. Yes, like, and tuck your butt in. Yeah, so they all have like a real in, flat also, butt. Like, yeah. bent, yep. yeah, they have a like rounded spine, like pose. It's, it's the rich very, lady pose. Yeah, and mm. so is so good. And it's she comes in and she's like, you know, full figured yeah. and got a fit and flare dress, and she's looking Loved amazing. It. And then she goes through that whole transformation in her dress. Oh like gosh. she does a little DIY project on her. Dress I love how this is like the second movie in a row that not just featured a dress, but a red dress yeah. that gets like ripped apart and becomes another dress. Becomes another dress. <laughs> This one went through a lot more, um, a lot, a lot more. more evolution of this. I love that, like she slashed up the Dude, overskirt. Dude, that whole scene, and then when the guy slips on the petticoat, she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she straight clowns all of them. It's so good. It's so good. And then the whole like that. The and honestly, I think one of my favorite like songs in there, as far as just productions, was the whole the name dropping. Oh yeah, that whole name dropping thing where they they just rattle off all these names. Yeah. And all those women who did that were fantastic. Yeah, like the one gal in the the one shoulder like. Um, she had like the gunmetal gray one. She was like kind of the lead. Oh, and she yeah. had like literally like a tiara. And they all have that like super regal hair. Yes. Wow. Oh they were God. good. The back, they were really I mean, that good. That whole scene has a beautiful, yeah. beautiful clothing in it. And Amazing. Uh, That's where the gowns. Gowns. The ga yeah, exclamation point <laughs> with rhinestones all over. I mean, literally it was bedecked in like a How font. How did I miss this? It you, sounds like I needed it. You got to watch the trailer. I guess I'm, I'm 
<laughs> it's I not do. really a trailer. I mean, it sort of is, but it isn't. But right. yeah, well, there's that's a part. How they, they didn't but really it's almost understand. Batman-like the way it shows up. You could say it's that early iteration of that, you know? Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> that's luscious. what happens when I get in a fist fight. I'm like, gowns. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> Bow. Tiara. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like holding a fist full of sequins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinestone. Biff. <laughs> <laughs> Blort. <laughs> it doesn't really make your punch harder, it but just, they don't hurt to hold. It just means when you pull away, there's a little sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> a little sparkle, a little trail of feather fairy dust. Everybody's uh, got a gimmick. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I throw a sequence in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not only am I douchebag, punches people. <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Drop. Oh my goodness! All right. Oh my god! Where were we? Yeah, um, we were talking gowns. about the oh gowns, <laughs> of course. Circle back. I know. Oh my god! Um, one of my actually one of my favorite. No, we're not at that part of the of the program yet. But one of my favorite costumes in the movie was that. So that Olga character who is the who is like trying to scam on yes. Jeffrey when she is in his apartment, and that's when when uh, Ella like runs over there because she realizes that she's and she's wearing she pops up from, from behind the bar and, and she's, she's dressed like Anna Nicole Smith from she, <laughs> she's at the Derby. She looks <laughs> ridiculous because yes. she's got that she's ridiculous. purple yeah. hat and this giant <laughs> bubble skirt. It's the funniest dress I have ever seen, and I'm like, why has a drag queen not recreated this? It, look? Is, it is so. so Draggy. Because it's, it's like a bucket hat almost. It's, and then she's got, it's like, it's like half ass Balenciaga. It's, but it's like this giant yes. bubble that's like horizontal oh stripes to make it look even. It looks like she has a giant bumblebee butt, but it's like purple and black. And she was so good at being a psycho. <laughs> oh my oh God. My God. So she, like, that's what I'm saying. The other women who were in the movie who mm-hmm. had these like bit cameo roles or whatever were really funny and strong yes. too, as well. And gorgeous. All fantastic you know? character like, actresses. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> Oh um, my goodness. But yeah, oh my God. And then she, when she approaches her later at the party and yeah. she totally clocks her, she's oh like, my God. yeah, whatever. You're not a secretary. And who, that name, really? Really? You think that's, I know. You she think that's like, a real name? Full okay, shady, then. shady, yeah, see you next Tuesday. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, she's like, bitch, don't act like you're not trying to lay him too. Yeah. Because you are. Yeah. And that name's fake. She's like, <laughs> she's like, we all have the same thing and it's his cash money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! It's not after the whiskey with the pump on it. Did you see that? I know that bar oh was God. something else. I love how like that had a pump. He was like pump, 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 spritz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to get one of those like well, i soda bottles. That'd be so yeah. hot, just like um, with CO two cartridges. <laughs> that would be really cool. The like with the crystal, like the crystal ones. Or, oh my God! You know. Yes. Oh, they God. had so many cool accessories for I that know. shit. They're just like drinking a serious when you need to get oh, interior man. design stuff. Like it has to coordinate with your apartment. And like he had cups sitting everywhere. That was depressing. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Reality of being it took me back to Martin. The, yeah, that and like the typewriter. I think I might have been in literally one of the last classes ever in public school for typing like on oh, a typewriter on a legit typewriter yeah wow. and i remember like you know you'd have the carbon papers and stuff like that wow yeah that's nuts i know carbon i'm like the paper. in-between era carbon paper They're, yeah they still make that shit. and that like the little films that you would oh. stick in it to like use as a like white out oh, and you would, you would type over it and it would like you would like basically blot or pat it into like if you needed to cover up an r or whatever you would yeah <laughs> weird you could use that Oh, and of course, there's whiteout. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's always whiteout. The thing is, I remember, I think I never, I was the slowest. Like, she's like, I think you're the slowest typist out of like all the people who type in and my class. Like, well, I but I was like precision perfect. <laughs> so it was like, 
Okay, you can't get it done, but what you have done is like really good. So I got like a B plus or something. I don't oh, know. Proud yeah. of you. She was a good teacher. Proud of you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> where are we ty- typing? typing? Typing, yeah. The thing of the past. I know. It's so funny know. whenever I read the um the the trivia on IMDb about these kind of show these kind of movies, whenever there's like typewriters involved or um or telephone it's this one specifically telephones mm-hmm. they call out like the model type and oh, stuff yeah. like that because i mean like, it's a big deal i'm like oh people must really love typewriters and telephones yeah <laughs> like, you know who's a big typewriter nerd who? tom hanks really swear to god huh. he's got a ton of typewriters hmm. he's a typewriter enthusiast who communicates with other typewriter enthusiasts swear to god <laughs> why do i know these things i don't know <laughs> i think i heard it on one of my podcasts like that i listened to about uh, wow. yeah Maybe it was how did the, how did this get made or something like that. Huh. But yeah, it's one of those things. Like, but people are super into that. I don't know about the phones, but I could see that right. too. Like, they're apparently one of the you phones know? was like a brand new model princess phone, and I'm just like, I don't oh my god, it, those phones were cool. But yeah. also, I hate the way they sound. Like, oh, they're yeah. so it's so jarring. As the much as ring. they're like, I want an old fashioned phone. As soon as it rings, they scare the shit out of you. Oh, they're so it's loud, so jarring, and you're not used to it in this day and oh age hearing it. So it's like. You know, it's not. And of course, it's not a sound you know what's so funny is like there's always one person in the office who has their cell phone set to that ringer, and it's uh, yeah. always the loudest, and they always forget to turn it off. And I was like, yep. can someone please answer that phone from the past? Yeah, <laughs> because I don't know why this thing. It's is really on. funny how like, also it's the like, old-fashioned ring became really popular at some yes. point. It was almost like instead of. Instead of, because we didn't want beep boop, we, we still we wanted that nostalgic. But the thing is, the difference is being that it's the, the nostalgic sound, we can control the volume. Right, but I don't understand that, who know? are these sociopaths who have their phone not on vibrate. Because my phone is on vibrate my, 1,000 times, much like all the time. The time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the only time, it, I don't, it, I'm almost never alone. So, But if I was maybe alone for like really long periods of time, maybe I'd have it not on silent. But on like, silent. you know, with I work so much and I just, yeah. I'm not that asshole. So I'm like, I, it's always on silent. I'm team. Nothing is that important. Thank you. <laughs> nothing is that thank important. Thank you. Yes. And thank you for doing oh my that. God. It's, I think it's just more respectful. Yeah. You know, well, you know that this is a, uh, you know, this, this is, is phone uh, talk. This phone, phone talk, talk with talk. Hollywood realness. Yes. I'm sure you all agree with us. <laughs> exactly. Um, I can discuss the storyline of this film. Yes, I've, please do. I, this is hot off the presses because I just wrote this six minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just a little peek behind the curtain on how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah, we were watching Golden Girls yeah. and we were typing. It was multitasking. Yes. Um, so the film begins um, in a rundown brownstone um, at the office of Suzanne's phone, an answering <laughs> service for New York social set. Um, Suzanne's phone? <laughs> Um, so Ella Peterson played by Judy Holiday is um, the most popular switchboard operator this is because she breaks the rules and gets involved in the personal lives of the of the customers Uh, she takes a particular interest in the playwright Jeffrey Moss played by Dean Martin I know right Um, but he calls her mom because of the um, the old lady voice that she does for him Um, he's feeling down because this is his first play that he's writing without his former partner and he's doing his best to sabotage the opportunity so meanwhile the fuzz inspector barnes played by dort clark i dort was his oh, name that just whole FYI. other storyline we, so we hadn't random. even talked about that i know so <laughs> dort clark and francis played by ralph roberts is investigating the answering service because they believe it to be a front for an escort service like other answering services <laughs> So Ella's boss, Sue, played by Gene Stapleton, forbids Ella in getting involved in the personal lives of the customers um, any further as it could jeopardize the company. So 
Ella realizes that Jeffrey is about to miss a very important meeting. So she disobeys her boss and goes to his apartment to force him to, um, to go to the meeting. Um, she breaks into his apartment and she lies and tells him that her name is Melisande Scott. Um, he's shocked to see her in his apartment, but she convinces him to get to work and prep for this meeting. Um, that whole scene where he, she's crawling all over the floor is hilarious. Also, I love that dress. Oh, well, I mean that dress. We'll get to it. We'll definitely talk about that dress because it's heaven. Um, so later that night after, um, his meeting goes well, they walk through the city and Jeff begins to fall in love with her. Um, he has to go upstate to write and finish his play. Um, but he makes her promise to meet back up with him when he's back in town. So she reluctantly accepts worrying about the lie that she's built. Um, during um, this time, Sue's boyfriend, Jay Otto Prance, played by Eddie Foy Jr., sets up a record distribution company at Sue's answer phone. This is only a front, though, for bookies taking illegal bets. Um, it's a little convoluted. There's like so yeah. many th- B plots. There's like B plot and yep. C plot going on. It's kind of nuts. And uh, songs around them. And too. songs <laughs> built around it. Um, I did like the um, simple little system number because there yes. was such a disparate cast of people in that scene. Which I, I kind of like. There was an yeah. Asian girl. There was a like a raging lesbian. Um, there was a lot of like representation in this very movie. Even in old like, the ladies, crowd white ladies. There's like a couple of black color. ladies. I know. In there. Just I was like, like, what, what, what? And you can see like yeah. everybody's done. I mean, really there's good. so much realness yeah. to it. It kind of felt like watching Mad Men yeah. in that way. It was so <laughs> it was funny because the um, I just love that the that one person who's clearly playing a lesbian is clearly doing the character of uh from from the marvelous mrs mazel like she's totally oh the same person 100%. like exactly yep. like um I, mean, I can't remember her name the woman who plays lois griffin on um on family yes, guy yes i was thinking about she's, that too so yeah. that's the, literally it's, it's the her. same prototypical mm-hmm. character that like early 60s like beatnik lady lover yep pretty much <laughs> god bless their it was hearts hilarious <laughs> i love new york lesbians in the 60s are the best we got them in mad men we got them in this movie we got them in we got them in marvelous mrs mazel i just can't get enough of them <laughs> lesbian representation in the 60s we need more of it <laughs> shockingly they're everywhere i, I don't know um <laughs> we do need more like 60s homosexuals like we only got it in Mad Men yeah. I need more like I need like a sassy gay guy from the I 60s know, I know well you know. you know I do feel like the um the, the Puerto Rican dude who was like comes over oh right he, come on he could he, be he a little of the cha-cha he could be that. a little down low I, down low I, I was feeling sissy. I didn't I just thought he was like yeah I, I got the impression that he was mm-hmm. he was the one where you know like when you hear the stories from older people and they're like we knew we just didn't say anything right yeah <laughs> like, we're just like who are we Boy, he taught me how to dance. Yeah, he taught me how to dance, and he didn't t- pinch my butt. Yeah, exactly. He, did. he taught me how to dance, and didn't try to fuck me. Yeah. What do you, What do you want out of life? Exactly. Yeah, leave the kid alone. <laughs> so back to the storyline. Um, not that I don't love our asides. Um, <laughs> I don't want to discourage those. Um, when the date comes and Jeffrey returns, Ella avoids going over to his house. But when she calls um, his house, a woman played Olga, played by Valerie Allen, answers the phone, causing Ella to rush and write over. Um, and Ella gives Olga the bum's rush, and Jeffrey is delighted to see her. And they decide to go out dancing to celebrate. So when they meet up um, on their night out, this is when Jeffrey springs on her that they have to go to a party being thrown in his honor by producer Larry Hastings, played by Fred Clark. Um <laughs> 
who I re- um, recognize as um, Uncle Dwight from Auntie Mame. And I recognize as the dude that took up Betty Grable, the married man from Gentlemen Before Blondes. I know, Blondes, and now it's all coming through. It's like, and he's in that, <laughs> and, he's, and he's in Sunset Boulevard. That's that man right. has like a career. Good, I mean, yep. damn girl, like get you We're working. Like, there you are. Hey, that, what's up? Yeah, he as was I, good in this movie too. As I, as I said yesterday, that pussy <laughs> is found in that pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, turns out a blonde woman breezed into, uh, well, sorry, I skipped a whole bunch of lines. Um, (laughs) Fred Clark. Um, so Ella doesn't want to go to the party since she'll feel like a fish out of water with all the famous people. And then after feeling so, but he eventually convinces her or kind of strong arms her. Um, so after feeling like a heel at the party, um, and being ditched by Jeffrey for most of it, she leaves the party after receiving a note from him, um, that asks her to marry him. Um, so despondent by the fact that he's lost Ella, he and he can't he has no details on who this person is. Mm-hmm. I just love the thing that he has no he knows nothing about her. Met her two weeks ago once. And <laughs> He asked her to marry him. I mean, yeah, I mean only in the 60s. This is how that goes. And the 50s and the 40s. Uh, and romance. Happens, yeah. You know. It's like, you know, how we, you know how we hung out once and I don't know your last name and I don't know where you live and I've never met any of your friends. <laughs> Let's get married. I think this is how people get blindsided and catfished. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, you know, remember, it's like, did you ever grow up and maybe you knew that that aunt or uncle that was married five times yeah that's, why. that's pretty much why. it um so uh so he ends up at a club where he meets dr um joe kitchell played by mm. bernard west and blake barton played by frank gorshin so it turns out a blonde woman also breezed into their lives and gave <laughs> them leads on opportunities um oddly enough to for jeffrey's play <laughs> um jeffrey starts to scour the city looking for melisande when he realizes and then when he realizes that blake both Blake and Dr. Joe also subscribed to Suzanne's her phone service. Um, so this is when he puts it all together that she must work for them. So Ella realizes that she can no longer work for the answering service. So she packs up her stuff and goes um, in prep for her going back to her old job. Um, this is when the bookies bust in looking for payment from a series of botched bets. Um, and just in time, the popo rushes in to bust Bell- Ella, but then she can gets them to arrest the mafiosos instead. Um, but before she's able to leave, Eve Jeffrey busts in to proclaim his love for Ella. She refuses him because of the deception, but he doesn't care and he proposes marriage again. This is also when all the customers that Ella has helped comes in to thank her for everything. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Bells are ringing. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much the story. I thought the ending was really cool how everybody comes in that's like, and, and they all like introduce themselves. And I honestly, and as hokey as it sounds, I, I, I also thought that was really cool. Like the part where she, they all start saying hello random to people exactly, in New York. Yeah. Again, this is that like love letter to New York City. Mm-hmm. And there are like, as you know, because you lived there for many years, you mm-hmm. can, it's the best and the worst of humanity. You uh-huh. know, you can have like random awesome opportunities and random scary opportunities. Yeah, but, and you can you also know. live, you can also go 10 years without ever saying hello to a single person on the street. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's pretty <laughs> What did you say? Yeah. That was, like, again, just a pure Simpsons moment. Yeah. I like. <laughs> exactly. And that's pretty much living in New York. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's, you're just like, uh, no handouts. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, that's how I lived my life in New York. I was just like, nope. <laughs> no, yep. no eye contact and no talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no open toe shoes. No. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Um, that's more something I learned. That's living in, yeah. In I learned that by I learned that by proxy by looking at other people in oh. open toed shoes in New York and being like, gross. Oh no, I just you know you got one too many guys talking about your feed oh. when you're on the train. Only takes twice. So I was okay. like, once I was like, oh, maybe. And then the, nope, that. I don't look, no. Okay, there's two things going <laughs> yeah. on here. One, there's the hygienic issue. And then the second, there's the um, gross dude yeah, issue, which yeah. is like a whole nother level I didn't have to deal with because guys sadly don't have to deal with mu- as much of crap as the ladies do. I tell you what, it's and it's not about being dressed up. So No, no guys don't care. They're just creeps. No, and it never um, stops. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Just be um, on alert. And like you said, you know, walk with purpose. Work with purpose. Uh, rest don't, in bitch face. Yeah. Don't talk. Don't talk. talk. Don't to look up at the um at the um at the skyscrapers. They'll mm-hmm. be there later. No, there's a whole <laughs> thing about like looking but not looking. Right, and like, also don't peripheral. stop in the middle of the um mm-hmm. sidewalk. You always walk toward the side yep. edges of the sidewalk mm-hmm. and then stop. And if you're gonna do that, mm-hmm. it's very simple to crossbody bag. Always put things in the same place so that you can access them without looking at them. Exactly. Like your cards or. Mm-hmm. I love that this keys. is turning into how to become a, how to be a new. Yorker. Yeah. How to live in a large yeah. city yeah. without ru- without are... ruining everybody else's right. day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Only uh you know it's funny I think about like um moving from like Southern California up to mm-hmm. Northern California and also like going from like a car like having a car mm-hmm. all the time like literally at one point living in my car to like then having no car and right. not relying on it. And just, it's like my whole filter was like, yeah, if I can't run for my life in this outfit, it's not, it's not going exactly. on. Yeah. If I can't run for my life in these shoes, I cannot wear these, that's you right. know? So it's, that's how it goes. Stay to the right on the stairs. I'm just saying, if you know? you're going to be, if you're going up an escalator and you're not walking, you better be to the right of the escalator. Yeah. Otherwise oh, yeah. people will push you over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You learn, you just, yeah. you know, go with the flow is a complicated yes. expression. And if you're on a narrow escalator and people in front of you are walking down the escalator or up mm, the escalator mm. bitch you better be walking too because there's people behind that behind mm-hmm. you getting real pissed off that you're not moving mm-hmm. so and i know it's inconvenient but please do not put your stroller on the escalator i, oh, I cannot tell you how <laughs> your baby's life flashes before my eyes I love that we're legitimately telling people how to live in a large city. This is such a great use of our time. This wasn't the episode. You know what? It's good. You'll have a good time. If you follow these tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. the world is your oyster. This wasn't the episode you asked for, but it's the one you get. Yeah. That's right. So we do have to talk about the gowns, gowns, gowns. gowns. Though, um, Kathleen, I want to hear. I want to hear what are the looks that you really want to highlight and tell people to keep their peepers peeled for. Well, um, definitely, I think uh, Judy Holiday's iconic red dress, which you see um, on the cover of the poster, of course, yes. and it's this beautiful, like fit and flare dress that's more reminiscent of the '50s than mm-hmm. the '60s. And I think that you really see that illustration in in when she comes into the party. And this was a dress that was given to her by an opera singer so it's already this like kind of theatrical dress yeah and, and she's coming in like yeah i'm gonna look great i'm like styling and it comes in this whole other world like right. it's a different yes she's beautiful but she's a completely different aesthetic right and, um and also too and, i think that kind of talks about the fact that she's of a different world like different this world. is this is the theater set the famous people the rich people mm-hmm. and she's She's, you know, she's, she's kind of playing in it. Brooklyn yeah. She's Brooklyn. She's, you yeah. know, she's, she's, you know, uh, in the words of Steve from sex in the city, Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
and uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, but and she's adorable yeah. and she's great, but, but it's she's just very self conscious in that real. scene too. Yeah, she's, she's like she realizes against these women that she's not of that you know of that ilk so and she's, she's like the name dropping thing is the perfect example like she's just, just like <laughs> la- la- Rinton and really honestly at the end of the day could care less yeah, she doesn't you know fuck, um, yeah. but but and what she ends up doing with the dress where she ends up like taking the knife and then you see her go through those different iterations of like uh-huh. taking off the sleeves and like hanging them up <laughs> and then you know and then tucking herself behind a table while people are talking and they're so oblivious to her that she's able to do all this exactly. without them seeing um, I thought it was really and she, just her blocking everything was so good yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I thought like so that was a great dress the dress that she wears on her first date that has the ruffle bustle thing oh the black God, and white number dress. it's like a little tuxedo that dress that dress was fan really cute and honestly again very modern looking mm-hmm. and as much as people like her curves were such a no-no back then, Girl, I'm telling curves. you, if she was wearing that today with that little bustle and the booty pop, like everybody would fucking love she that. Looked, she no, looked she so looked stunning good. in that costume. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie, that dress was one of my like one of my favorites because when she stood up and it's like super like it's got the little bustle and she's super cinched in and like yes. tiny little wiggle skirt. And she's skirt. got the little shawl. I wish she Ugh. wasn't wearing it because you almost can't see enough of it. But it, and she just wears that gorgeous little halter with the collar. Mm-hmm. Um, they've either got her in that or like those other dresses that she has. Her little fit and like the blue dress and then the pink dress that have little belts. Well, the pink, the like pink dress that she wears and they have at the big portrait necks. Yeah, you know? but the pit port, the pink one that she wears at Dean Martin's apartment when they first yes. meet, when they meet. That one is a stunner. She's a, she's a cupcake. I mean, she's but, gorgeous. but it's also like, it's all straight. It's like all shadow stripe in the chiffon. And you can tell it has a really deep hem in it, like mm-hmm. at the bottom so that it's like the, the bottom part of it's more opaque and heavy. Right. And, and then it's been perfectly cinched. And, and when she walks, the whole thing swings because it's exactly. so perfectly balanced. Yeah. And, and she's got those gorgeous heels from uh, yep. those like late fifties, early sixties, like just... Ferragamo with a little tipped mm-hmm. up pointy, heel, like Marilyn heels basically. Yeah. And they make any foot look yeah. amazing. I think those, were made because I think the I had read some or had heard somewhere that there's an urban legend that a Marilyn apparently would cut down her heel to make her wiggle yeah. more and I think that I they think eventually started doing that or if that's how it comes or if it's just a I think that's an urban legend because I honestly that would have really hurt your hip and back yeah uh, that I don't, I don't think and honestly she didn't need that I think yeah. she had her she just had a little I think that's more of an urban urban I believe it but know. it's a, because such a beautiful also too, shape I could also see where people said oh but I have her shoes and you can also wear down one faster than the other so oh, that's true having a pair of her shoes is not really proof mm-hmm. um unless i like i said i want documentation because <laughs> as a woman like yeah even that little slightly off that would be almost like that reminds me of like uh, the guy who played Tony Soprano, he used to put a little tiny pebble in his shoe mm. because it would irritate him just enough to make him like like oh. it would it would kind of like agitate him. I think that that would be the same effect because oh. you would hurt your that would throw your hmm. hips off if you were. I think and that's that would be my especially right. wearing those heels, yeah. which already gave. I mean, who, whose grandma didn't have a hip replacement? That's because <laughs> of those shoes, okay, yeah. ladies. Enough with the heels. I'm just saying <laughs> they're gorgeous, but walking in them, Dude. they are a death sentence. They are <laughs> slow. They slowly break your feet over time. They are no. a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but the pink dress. <laughs> but back to the pink dress. But what I wanted to, I, mean, I, I the, the, the piece that I didn't get to talk about though is, is that there's wonderful like um on the if when she there's the back views of it, it actually like is beautifully mitered, and then for oh, some way that they gorge. did some engineering where they seamed it and then they opened it so that it actually creates like an X formation yep. on his on her back. It's phenomenal. It's it's so good. Like yeah, the overlay and then this got the cute little like like cuffs or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's 
the portrait and everything fits her fits her beautifully and i love the portrait neck and i love she's got um it's almost like a similar body in that blue dress that you see her in at yeah. first and and it just uh, it's like it it's so cute it's summertime in new york mm -hmm. and so honestly that that's one of the things i remember was like coming to visit you is like people dress it is hot as balls but mm -hmm. girls are in their pretty dresses especially and I feel like in like you see spring that movie. and spring and fall is like perfect fashion weather because it. it's cool enough to <laughs> yeah. like start wearing something and cute. you're like i'm done with the winter yes. i'm ready for a dress mm -hmm. and like i just loved seeing like all the dresses and even all the extras yeah. it's just a that era is the so extras cool. actually in the street scenes are fantastic because they're so really good. they're still dressed but it's like I think a little bit less like theatrical mm -hmm. and stuff and less Hollywood so yeah. you can really get to see what people were wearing and stuff like there's a lot of like it's a wonderful great extras and stuff and yeah. it's just it's so nice and I think that, that it seemed like they did actually end up doing some of the exterior shots mm -hmm. in, on location um, especially around the brownstone because apparently that's a very famous brownstone oh. that was um, a uh, they knocked down the entire block but except for that one because that was one holdout I was wondering that refused if it was real to sell. Or not. Oh they my refused God. to sell. That's and so it's cool. like I think it ended up getting used in another TV series or something like that wow. because the sides were exposed like that. Yeah. And it was like a whole thing and it was like kind of like a landmark for a while and then yeah. they ended up building up around it so it kind of is now obscured. But That's amazing yeah. because I was wondering that. I was like is that because I know some of these ones will watch it's like a fake background. Right. So I was yeah. like is this like a painted background not and they're just kind of like yeah. you know it looks like they're walking into a set It because it looks like it. It's mm -hmm. so picturesque. Yeah. Um, that's why the interiors look so amazing. I was right, just like, the oh, interiors wow, are probably you know, not the same, but or yeah. it was probably on a set soundstage, but like, yeah, the exterior wow, definitely so is cool. like a real, a real place. Which that's is kinda really cool. cool. Well, yeah. yeah, I loved all of her looks and just, yeah. And, and also the little, um, she has like a beige sort of fit and flare dress and another beige. Mm -hmm. Like I just love, I love all of her dresses. Right. Like they're wearable and real. But and then there's also that wonderful, like kind of flat. Um, she had that, like, uh, she had a tighter skirt that she wore yes. when she did that. Um, the bonjour tristesse. Brasil oh yes. Company. The blue dress. Yes. yes. And she that, wears blue and pink so beautifully. Uh, course, like yes. the colors that they put her in are like kind of Easter egg. And, mm -hmm. but then, or that like beige, which was, okay but those blues and pinks on her are just she's adorable she's she is so adorable she's so and, cute. um and then of course um jean stapleton had some really great looks mm -hmm. and um oh my gosh her name is gacy but the gallo played her cousin and i just love how they oh, were right, like yeah. real looks it's yeah. like the blouses tucked in with a little and everybody's got those cinch belts yeah. which were really big my back favorite then. part of jean stapleton though is, is that she would always put on that house coat whenever she was answering the phone even yes. if she just answered one call like she put it on it answered like a call jacket, and yeah. then like someone pulled her away and then she would take it off and it was like it was almost like a <laughs> Like, like it was like, like Jerry Lewis, yes. Where it's just like, why do you feel the? Why do you feel the necessary? The protocol of it. No, it's such a so performative. It's so oh my funny. god! But yeah, she was great, and I loved her little hats. She had like little oh, weird yeah. little donut hats and stuff. But um, um, and then of course you know the gown scene with um, the, like I said, the one gal, the lead. I would keep calling that her Olga the lead. League, the Olga, or the kind of the not, not the the Olga. Oh, there is the actress. There was like kind of the one that was going to be the actress in the movie. Yes, or yeah. this play who was leading the song. Yes, she's the, the lead one who of was that song, the one yeah. who was leading the song, and she's in almost like like the full length mm -hmm. dress. It's all completely tailored, but with one shoulder draped right, off on one yeah. side gorgeous figure I mean yeah. and she's got her hair like she's brunette she's got her hair all done up in this like Audrey Hepburn almost style like bouffant and um, with like a little tiara and er all these it's not just gowns guys the jewelry I mean they yes. are all wearing like chandelier earrings and their hair mm -hmm. is done with rhinestones in the hair and then gloves everybody's got long gloves oh, on and uh, it's just 
opulence. It's the very definition, of, and they they that was the whole point of the scene. And it's I like, think that that was the scene. It's where, just so hammed up. Yeah. I feel like everybody's just hamming it, and it's 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 hilariously wonderful. Yeah. And know? that felt like the number that was the most Minnelli number. Yes. It was very like yes. Vincent Minnelli, where they were just kind of like March. He's like, oh, finally. Like, I know. It's like, give me a tall, skinny girl in a gown. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to do all this work in class. I know. It's just like exactly. He's just like, can't we just because even like, his Gigi stuff that was working class was, was high t- glamour. I mean, yes. You know, they're like drinking course, champagne yeah. in the kitchen. You know, so good. Exactly. <laughs> he's know? just like he's like, oh, everything was opulent back then. <laughs> even the working classes. <laughs> so good. Um. So yeah, that one. Though, so there. That's a great number to look mm-hmm. at to watch the extras in as well because the gowns are you know of a different uh, you know wholly different level. And everybody's um, just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just and you like like you said with the extras everything. It's just such a snapshot yeah. in that particular time period of a high glamour and well you've got like the extras and this in the city scenes and then the high glamour of that like yeah. that full fantasy aspirational um kind of fashion which it was just great, it was yeah. great. and i gotta give a mad shout out to the the menswear too because yes. um because your boy uh your boy fred clark wears a white dinner jacket which i've been dying i want a white i know dinner jacket you so have white bad. dinner jacket i want a white dinner jacket with the black lapel like the black shawl oh, lapel man. i want full like you know james bond realness like yeah. i want it so bad i'm gonna make one one of these days when i get off my ass and do it um <laughs> but nice. you have so many things in the yeah you just right added now. to the list exactly it's like uh, yeah we'll get to it girls we'll get to it <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, um, there's, so other than though, those are pretty, those, I mean, we covered pretty much most of them and we got to, of course, highlight the purple number that Olga wears with her crazy Wait, super hat. Super funny. Yeah. That bumblebee skirt killed me. So like she comes out from behind the bar. I straight up lost my mind. I was just like, this woman is fucking And nuts. she had so much, you could tell she was just like having, like she was working it, you know? Like, oh yeah. Being, she like, was She's nuts. like, I like, am could, the crazy Yeah. Bitch. She's like, you could tell it. She had like, <laughs> just, she was so good. The racist. <laughs> Oh my God, she's just so great and psycho. And yeah, she so had, good. I feel like she almost had like her, her dress was like trying to be Balenciaga, but not really. And it yeah, was like, it was, just, like, it was an awkward length. It was, it was that. It was it, like, they went, they took a perfectly wonderful gown and made it ugly. Or you know? they made and it just, it was just comedy. It was like comedy. comedy and the, yeah. It was almost like, she's just like, I'm fabulous, aren't I? You're just like, sure. You're like, you're like, you're not. Yeah. You're making a statement, honey. Yeah. Like, you know, that's exactly the thing. And I think that's what was really kind of good about, was good at like the costume designing of it was like, okay, this woman thinks she's somebody special. Yeah. So she's got to dress like she thinks she's special. So it's like you give her like something off the runway that's kind of nutty and she just like thinks it's the bee's knees. Yep. Meanwhile, she looks ridiculous and she should know that. I think in school they called it a fashion victim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, I haven't heard that word in quite some time. Yeah, because. Like in our in our yeah. books in school, yeah. <laughs> and it was like talked. That is what's called a fashion victim. When we, by definition, yeah, you back, wear something regardless of, yeah. it, of quality or if it fits you. Yeah, back then we had fashion victims. Today we have um, Instagram influencers. Yeah. Same difference, just as tacky. No, it's funny. I knew when you were. I knew whatever you were going to say was going to start with the word Instagram. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just like it made me sad I because I was, was right. Start yeah. With Instagram. Oh my God. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any other looks in this movie, but like, honestly, they're just her and 
entire wardrobe mm-hmm. is the tops. And then, um, of course, Dean Martin in the Dean Martin suit that he <laughs> continues to wear throughout the 60s. Uh, yes, so good. <laughs> it's just the traditional Rat Pack, and he's he's on his game. Yeah, you know? he he's has a just, personal tailor that's just on. He's co- trim, on, he's tan, he's Dean, he's yeah. doing his thing, you know? <laughs> Dino! <laughs> he, you know, he, he's, he's not here for your problems, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. He's got enough problems. It's only a couple more years before he starts, before he sings Marshmallow World, and then everything's great. Well, then he's got the Dean Martin show, and that keeps uh, him afloat for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. So, God. yeah. So good. I know. Oh, Dino. Taken from us too soon. Uh, no, I think he, he lasted a while. He did a. He let. He, well, yeah. like we could have used a few more years. Um, he was kind of <laughs> done when he left. <laughs> yeah, tragically, let's get dark, but he did lose his son, and oh. like at some point, I think the car accident or something oh. unexpected, and it, it, like, all of his other kids were like, that pretty much kind of like he was wow. done after that. Okay. I know. It's really sad. Sorry he had a very, very good life, I think, in a lot of ways. And then yeah. also some pretty mm. shitty things that happened to him, too. Oh. Mind you, he was a prize fighter before he got involved in acting and had I to have his fucking that. nose fixed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was like <laughs> smoosh face oh, and had God. to. But he had it. But then as soon as he opened his mouth and started singing, they were like, get this guy out of the ring and fix his fucking yeah. nose and put him on the records. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Look at this guy. I know. That's he's, honestly, he's just a bro from Steubenville, Ohio, you know, it. and I it's, love it. yeah, he's just a Midwestern guy, like doing his thing, you know, wow. <laughs> from an Italian, you know, the big pocket of the Italian, right. uh, of that belt. area was like, how do, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. yeah. Wow. I did not know that about him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He was already like, yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that was already like living a very, as we talk about these people living, leaving very full lives by the time they were 25 you're like i'm oh, surprised yeah. you're still alive and then they become a superstar oh so God. it's like it was that kind of yeah he has a really his story is super interesting nice. he's i mean the rat pack the whole that whole gang is they all have interesting backstories but i think his is you know and he was very different from frank sinatra they were very different people and hmm. um yeah yeah nice well, yeah, I'm, I am I can spout you more Dean facts, but I'll save them for later. I'll save them go. for another time. Next time yeah. When we start Next doing time. more Rat Pack movies, we'll hey. have to keep that going. Yeah. Um, Some came running. I'm wait- I love oh, that movie. We could do wow. that. I'll, um, thanks, everybody, for listening, naturally. Yes. Um, we got to wrap this up. Uh, Great episode. I know. This the sun awesome. has gone down, and we forgot to turn the lights on, so we're doing this in the dark, Woo! practically. Twilight time. <laughs> it's spooky and spooky. Um, Our blue lights on the mic are keeping us... <laughs> warm <laughs> <laughs> um, so to keep uh, keep in touch with us over on the social meds feeds um, hit us up on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Old Hollywood Realness Instagram OHR twi- OHR podcast on Twitter mm-hmm. um, uh, let's see email us all your thoughts and prayers at oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com you can leave us a five star rating and review us over on iTunes to help with visibility because visibility is important. Yep. Um, we did get a recent five star review from G Man Brad gave us five stars and said a real gem. I recently discovered this awesome podcast. The hosts are very knowledgeable and their love of classic Hollywood movies shines through. Give it a listen. You may get hooked. Yay, <laughs> thanks, people. Thanks, G Man Brad. <laughs> That's adorable. Thank yeah. you. I love it. I love that there's a warning. You may get hooked. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Goal has been achieved. I know. <laughs> we we are addicting. Um, as long as I would say my goal is like if we can get you through that commute. There you if go. we can make that day a little bit better Monday morning, hey. Nice. Um, and if you want to keep in touch, if you want to uh, interact with other um, listeners to the show, there's a we have a Facebook group, OHR Podcast Darlings, mm-hmm. D A 
C-H-L-I-N-G-S. People are sharing articles over there and they're talking, you know, just, um, you know, sharing their thoughts of the movies. It's actually really cool to hear people's memories of like the first time they watched Love these movies. It. So it's nice that the people are sharing that. Um, yeah. So um, uh, join that group and we'll keep in touch. And in the meantime, thanks for listening to OHR. Dean Mark. Bye. Beep boop, test, test, beep boop, boop boop, beep boop. <laughs>